Let me have a prayer, if you will join me as we have our message today. Blessed Lord, we thank you for your spirit. We pray for healing for our beloved pastor and all those uh, others that have COVID. We pray for swift healing for our nation, not only from COVID, Lord, but from so many things that we have the cure for. We pray, Lord, that we would take that cure, that vaccine against Satan's wiles and plans to a world that desperately needs to have it. So may the words of my mouth, the meditations of our hearts be pleasing to you, Lord, our rock and our redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Well, here we are. I guess we're getting warmed up now. This is good stuff. We're here to worship, so let's, let's do that. Give the Lord your whole heart. And I'm going to, uh, I'm not a real fisherman, but um, we're going to have a little fishing lesson today. John, I don't know if you caught any fish uh, up there on vacation when you were out. Not a thing. I can't go to him for any help. So if anybody, some of you may be, may be fishermen, but I'm going to take my fishing lessons uh, right from the Bible. So let me see if I can turn this on. The on button. Is that on? I don't see a green light. That ah, works. Okay, we're going fishing today. Well, we know one thing. Some things in the Bible are a little hazy. Some things are easier to understand. So if you're like me, I'm going to go with the stuff that's, that's easy to understand. I'm going to go for the rest from there. So, what's fishing got to do with the Bible? Quite a lot. The fishermen that followed Jesus. And we know for a fact that we are all to be fishermen. Jesus told us, while walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, who was called Peter, and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. And he said to them, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. So that's a command that we have to do. So if we're going to do that, we better learn how to fish. So i got three easy steps for fishing. It's really easy how to do it. Number one, you tell them about Jesus and the kingdom of God, evangelism. Paper, this is real, real simple. Number two, we invite them to follow Jesus into the kingdom of God. That's inviting them to believe in Jesus as their Savior. And step three, teach them how to live as a follower of Jesus in the kingdom of God. Make disciples of all nations. What could be simpler? Right? Easy stuff. Tell, invite, and teach. And you can see we have a thing over here on the wall, just sort of our uh, marching orders, reach and teach. So steps one and two is the reach, step three is the teach. Now you may say, well, Brother George, that sounds easy enough. Uh, why is it so tough? What do we have to do? So again, I want to give us a couple of easy steps to be able to reach and teach, to tell, invite, and teach. You ready? Here we go. <clears throat> Fishing for beginners. This is where we're going to start off. Step one, you got to maintain your net. <clears throat> Jesus was going on from there. He's walking down the beach. He saw two brothers, James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, mending their nets, and he called them. The question I have up there is, how many fish will you catch using a net with a large hole in it? Answer? Who said that? 
She got, got the answer. You aren't going to catch anything. The fish are going to go out the hole. You're going to have nothing for your efforts. So how do we mend our nets? Well, I'm going to use my personal uh, advice for mending nets. This is what I do. You add your own list. Here's how you mend your nets. Have your nets prepared to catch the fish. Number one, and this, this applies to every single one of us, Bible study. We have to know God's Word in and out, thoroughly. And that's in personal study and in corporate study. Those things are, are different. We should be studying the Bible uh, ourselves on a daily basis. We have so many opportunities here for corporate Bible study. Absolutely necessary as well. Iron sharpens iron, and you can check the announcements, and we'll look at that later. All the opportunities we have to learn that story thoroughly. Why do we have to know it thoroughly? That's our rule of life. Let me ask you a question. A lot of you are successful businessmen and women, and we all have to do taxes. So what if you went to a tax accountant, and you started sitting down, and he said, you know, I really don't know much about the tax code. How much confidence would you have in your tax accountant? We have to know what we're talking about when we're going to talk to people. We have to know the biblical story inside and out. That's a lifelong study. So if you haven't been doing it, start today. <clears throat> Number two, prayer and worship. Also personal and corporate. Yes, we can worship God on our own and we can worship God in many ways. But we are to come together as the people of God, God's church. God's new chosen, fulfilled chosen people. Together when we come and worship together, it's a different thing than personal worship. The Bible tells us don't neglect meeting together for worship, and that's why we come together. And I, I think personally it's not a, um, this is personal opinion. It's, Kathy, don't get worried. It's a personal opinion. Satan is doing this. Satan's plan, I think, and it's clear, is to isolate all of us in one way or another. Technology, we get isolated. We're all on our games or our TVs or whatever it is. Uh, the virus, COVID, we're isolated. We have to quarantine and stay apart. This, I think, is not uh, an accident. Satan wants to isolate us from one another to keep us from coming together as a people. And we can't let him succeed in that. So prayer and worship, and by prayer and worship, that means we're acknowledging God in everything that happens to us every day with praise, thanksgiving, and petition for God's help. Nothing happens to you through the course of any day in which God is not involved. It, it becomes a discipline uh, to recognize God's action in your life. Everything that happens to you, every person that comes across your path is God-ordained. And as you, once you recognize that and we recognize it, life takes on kind of a whole new dimension for us. So just see God in all things. And to help you do that, <clears throat> one of the third ways to keep your, men's, your, your net in proper shape is self-examination. At the end of the day or whatever good time for you, reflect on your day and acknowledge the things that happened. How did you feel when something happened to you? How did you react when something got you angry? How did you react when you met someone and, and you wanted to tell them about Christ and you didn't know how to do it? 
Use this self-reflection to <coughs> advance farther in your faith, to, to patch up any holes that you have in your witness, in your story. <coughs> and here we talked about God's story. This in your reflection and your realizing how the day progresses. Connect your personal story to God's story. If you uh, studied, if you were attended our uh, our session, the story that Ferdy presented, you'll see that uh, the, the author uh, presented a lower story and an upper story. The lower story was things that happen to us as we go through the day. The upper story was God's plan of salvation for the world. And there's always a connection between the two things. So practice self-examination at the end of the day, look at your day, and see how the connection occurs. See where the connection is and grow that way in your faith. So this is uh, my suggestion, it's my personal practice I try to do for maintaining my nets to be ready to go. <clears throat> so, we're now ready to fish. If you have your agenda, your nets are properly prepared, you've patched up the holes, now what do you have to do? Anybody? Get in the boat and go out where the fish are. <clears throat> Get in the boat and cast your nets, you've got to do it. So your nets are ready, and Jesus had finished speaking. He said to Simon, put out in the deep water. Let down the nets for a catch. <clears throat> when they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish, their nets began to break. If you keep the boat in the dock, uh, you might get a few lucky, but you've got to get out into deep water, cast the nets, <clears throat> and catch the fish. But there's a, there's a trick to all that catching fish stuff. It's not that easy always. If you're in a boat and you're out on the lake, the fish have to be near the boat for you to cast your net and catch the fish. So how do we get the fish to come near the boat? Anybody fishermen around here? You know what you usually do? Bait. You, you throw the bait in the water. I think there's a word for it. Chumming or something. You throw the bait. I'm not a great fisherman, but you get the fish close to the boat. Now, what we were going to do this weekend, this, this rally weekend, was trying to get the fish near the boat. It has been canceled this week. It's going to be rescheduled. Satan's not going to stop us from doing this. It will, it will happen, and I heartily urge all of us to be a part of it because that's how we get the fish to come to the boat. So PCOL is our boat. This is the boat here. We're going to get the fish near the boat, and we're going to cast the net. We've got to draw the fish close so we can cast the nets of salvation. How do we do that? This is what we do. We had something this weekend. We'll be rescheduled, I'm certain. Invite people to our food truck event day by, uh, of that day by knocking on a few doors. We'll meet at 10 a.m. to allocate the teams, talk strategy, then go forth. So we have a food truck event. We invite people to come and participate that way we get to reach them, introduce ourselves, get the fish close to the boat, let them recognize the boat. We also had a barbecue plan. We're going to have that again, no doubt. That again is to get people's attention. All the food will be provided by PCOL, barbecue, meat, potato salad, mac and cheese, veggie tray, fruit trays, dessert. Bring your friends, neighbors, and family. Bring everyone you can. And the bottom line on this particular thing is invite 
Invite, invite. You hear Ferdy say that all the time. Invite people. You don't have to knock on their door and give them the gospel message right in their doorway, but invite them to come to get to know who we are, to get a little literal taste of what our church, our boat, is all about. Be part of it. Have your nets ready. Get the fish close. Then you cast the net. And we want to save as many people as we can. We want to get the fish into the kingdom of God. But unfortunately, and sadly, um, there are some fish that just aren't going to come near the boat. They know all about the boats. They know all about the nets. They've seen it before. They're not going to come to anything that we do here. There are many reasons why uh, these fish won't come near the boat. They've been hurt very badly. and they're, they're wounded. They're closed in upon themselves. They're grieving. They're angry. They've been deceived by friends or family and the culture. You hear the kinds of things the, the culture says about uh, the church, about Jesus, the disrespect, the, the, the slander, the, the scandals. They've taken that to heart. Sadly enough, they've seen churches behaving badly, and they've seen Christians behaving badly. That's uh, something that we, we have to overcome. It's something we don't ever want to be a part of. We don't want to be one of those that they see behaving badly. And they get false reports and false stories. And the, the, the worst parts, some churches that get all the attention because they do crazy and harmful things, make it into all the press stories. So people get an idea of, well, this is, must be what the church is like. I don't want any part of that. These are, these are tough things to overcome. Or there are so many who destroyed their lives completely. They're in despair. Uh, they, they don't believe they can be rescued. They believe their, their lives are lost. They're on the verge of suicide or just desperate measures of one kind or another. They need to hear our gospel They're not going to come here. So how do we reach them? How do we get to them? So let's let's sum up and see what we have to do now. Got the nets prepared. They're all tight, ship-shape. We got the boat, round in the boat. We got some fish coming close, but others aren't going to come. What do we do? There's only one thing to do, brothers and sisters. Get out of the boat and walk out on the stormy seas to where they are. It's scary. It's frightening. Where are these fish? Well, they're in rehab centers. They're in nursing homes. They're in drug houses. They're in families that are being torn apart by Bitterness and hatred and anger. We, we have children and families that they see nothing but parents spewing venom at one another or 
involved in drugs or other destructive behavior. <clears throat> they're in prisons. They're ex-cons that have gotten out of prison and are trying to get back on the straight and narrow, but uh, their families and friends are all pulling them away. There are a myriad, myriad places where these fish dwell. <clears throat> we are called to go there to them since they're not going to come to us. They're in abortion clinics. I mean, you can think of your own place where you might find these fish, where if you dare, uh, you will go and get them. But it's not easy to do those things. It's not easy to go to them because they live sometimes in very scary places, both physically and spiritually. But it's kind of not an option for us. Shortly before dawn, Jesus went out to them walking on the lake. When the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It's a ghost, they said, and cried out in fear. But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I. Don't be afraid. Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. Come, he said. Peter got down out of the boat, walked on the water, and came toward Jesus. When he saw the wind, he was afraid, and beginning to sink, cried out, Lord, save me. Immediately, Jesus reached out his hand and caught him. You have little faith, he said. Why did you doubt? Scary. When we go to some places we're not used to, uh, it's terrifying. Jesus is already there. He's among those people that need to hear about him. He, he's among the drug addicts and the homeless people and the nursing home people and the prisoners and the broken families. He's there. And he's beckoning to us. Come. Come to these, my lost sheep. Tell them about me. Tell them who I am. Tell them they can have peace. Tell them they can have salvation. Tell them God loves them. Tell them God cares about them. Come! And as we commit to say, all right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go outside of the boat. And I'm going to go to these folks. I'm scared, Lord. I'm, I'm, I'm terrified. And Jesus says, don't be afraid. Just keep on coming. And it's not going to be easy. There's no promise that you're going to have calm water. We walk, the wind will kick up. The waves will billow. Satan will try to discourage you. And you may feel yourself sinking. But what happens? Jesus puts his hand down. I'll pick you up. You're not going to sink. Have faith in me. I called you here. I wouldn't call you here if I wasn't going to support you when you got here. Go out on the water. Jesus is already there, beckoning for us to come. We'll be afraid to walk in fearful places, in threatening conditions where we feel we have no control. This is not your environment. It's not what you're used to. It's not what I'm used to. We may feel ourselves sinking and cry out, Lord, save me. And he will. But we must go. There's no other way. And they have no other hope. They're not going to hear it from the world. 
They're not going to hear it from the people who are dragging them down. Satan will try to keep them isolated from anything else. There's no other way. If they don't hear it from us, brothers and sisters, they're not going to hear it from anybody. Take a walk on the water. (laughs) Take a walk on the waves. Feel the wind blowing. Feel yourself sinking. Lord, pick me up. He'll be there. I will make you fishers of men. Fishers of men. Fishers of men. I will make you fishers if you follow me. And he will follow him and be a fisher of men. Amen.